Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Project Idiot Podcast. I'm your host, AC, and on this episode, we're doing the quarantine edition. No one's sick, everyone's healthy. I hope so. Uh, but to be able to get the whole band together, we needed to record social distancing. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest for today, Lo Visage, here with me. You guys want to start? Yeah. Uh, so I'll go first. My name is Antoine. I'm the drummer of the band. Uh, I guess you could say I put the band together by texting Daphne, and she pretty much brought these two, the guitarist and the bassist, because they're like pretty close friends with her. She just brought them into the band because she knew them from other projects and stuff. And we pretty much just started playing November 9th of 2019. That's pretty much it. I just play drums with them. It's pretty fun. Organize stuff, play music. That's what's so, up. Okay. Uh, I'm Tyler. I played bass in the band. Uh, I was invited in last, so I resent them for that. But <laughs> good and yeah we've been playing for a long time now i don't realize sometimes but yeah it's been over a year and it's been fun we're getting better slowly um <laughs> yeah so it's been good uh i'm michael i'm the guitarist uh the massage uh yeah i kind of was just uh told out of the out of a whim you know we're like hey you want to join this band that we're putting together and uh I had nothing really going on and I really wanted to get some experience in uh, working with people in a band. So I gladly accepted and haven't really had much regrets ever since. It's a kind of a fun thing to do. That's what's up. That's um, I'm Daphne. Antoine messaged me after he heard one of my songs that I did with Michael and Tyler. And then after that, I've been the lead singer ever since. And yeah. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. It's a pleasure having you here. No problem. Yeah, thank thank you. you for having us. Yeah, of course, of course. So to kind of break the ice, I just want to ask a question and I want everyone to think about it and be genuine. Out of all out of all you four, who has the best taste in music? Mm, bro, that's Michael. Oh. Yeah, I'd say Michael. Oh, Daphne's bad. No, 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 no. no. It is between Michael or Daphne, though. It, it isn't that. <laughs> With if, different tastes. If I had to, I would have to pick either, it depends on the day, but either Michael or Tyler, or sometimes Antoine, because Antoine will put on some bangers too, but then he'll put on the heavy metal stuff that I don't like. Yeah, I listen to, I like my music the most, but <laughs> I listen to everything pretty much, and I listen to like really heavy stuff that they don't really like, so like generally, I would say Michael. That That's weird. I mean, I think I really had much, I mean, I, I do like listening to like a lot of different things, and I mean, I, my general circle stays towards like a indie rock, and whatever i'm feeling especially like as of recently it's kind of changed to more emo but um i'm still very open to you know anything like uh, electronic uh rap even it's something i've gotten more into as a recent like rap but um hyper pop hyper, hyper pop like 100 gigs <laughs> uh but um i mean i i guess i mean if people say it but i always saw as daphne like having really sophisticated taste a lot of like her stuff is like really like out there like um in, in terms of like uh just the uh the comp the composition of a lot of the songs she plays to me really good and she's really introduced me to a lot of like you know some artists that i've already known but she's given me songs to like uh like you know this too's like wow it's like really i didn't think these artists were like that but uh yeah she's shown me a lot of cool stuff and uh, i find it's really interesting uh thank you you've shown me a lot of cool stuff too <laughs> Sure, all the all the emo stuff. 
I get the sense that no one in the band technically has bad taste. Everyone just has their own thing. And mm -hmm. then yeah, it depends what, what everyone's in the mood for it to listen to. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's been, like, the, the best thing for coming up with stuff, like jamming in the garage, but also, like, the, the biggest difference because we all like pretty different things. So, so it's, it's been a divide, but also, like, creates it causes a lot of creativity but yeah we yeah always like agree on like certain things like surf indie rock and like grunge-ish sounding music like that's where we always kind of end up meeting and, like six eight type music. yeah six eight. yeah six six eight it's like a it's like a go-to like a waltz i mean we always come to an understanding and i think that's what like makes us different from other bands i guess because like other bands they all like kind of like the same music in general like they all play like punk they all play or punk or like heavy metal or just like indie or disco type stuff but like for us we all have different tastes so we just put them together to make our own stuff like all our songs are kind of different if you listen to them and like the stuff we're making now is even more different so i guess i don't know there's stuff to come yeah there's stuff is mad good i love it i mean yeah that's not that's not no it's not just no yeah it's just different like it's just an observation that I've had with us compared to other people. And I guess it's hard sometimes because we can't come to an agreement, but most of the time it ends up like becoming a good end product, I guess. Everybody brings something different to the table. Well, yeah. Until we get into the car and then everyone wants the fucking ox. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's funny you guys bring that up because uh, you told us a little bit about why you actually play in the band. I want to know a little bit more behind the scenes. Who's doing the songwriting who's picking the covers who's picking who's working the business aspect of for the venue uh, dates and plans and all that so usually daphne comes up with like a chord progression or something and like some lyrics and then hand it to michael and michael like michael kind of turns it into this big guitar thing yeah wow uh yeah usually what happens is like that yeah like uh, daphne will give me one of her like ideas that she wrote on a piano and um, I mean, with respect to like what she wants, I tried to mold what I'm playing on the guitar to what she might like, uh, just because it'd be no point if I'm taking this on and making it my own. I'm trying to make it so that other members of the band can like enjoy and play along too, because it's like, it's, it's not gonna work. But uh, yeah, and then like from there, I'm usually like, uh, I feel like Antoine, he usually like, I like his style of drumming. It's not like very, I think that's, uh, that's owed a lot to um, his uh, roots with a lot of metal and like uh, classic rock and not even like, like maybe like- I'd say like metal, maybe a little bit of punk sometimes with like the faster beats. Yeah. Yeah, and like my, my favorite band. And I think I base a lot of my drumming off of the Cranberries. Like they're probably one of my favorite drummers. I forgot his name, but- Yeah, so yeah. like- so like that that's what i see is like uh help one songwriting process too is like i don't have uh really like someone who's making which i don't mind like basic drum beats but like i also love like complexity and i feel like i could throw something at antoine he'll throw me something back and it, it's just like it works it's like it, it's like the juice is flowing yeah there's a chemistry here between us like, yeah I don't know that's what i like about these like the members in our band it's it just flows easy most of the time when we have a good idea that we all agree on it's like easy after that yeah you did and you so. from there you know like after we take the basis we just uh like the basis of the song then we just like you know give it to everyone else and just like each person throws in their little bit of something and uh from there just keeps going on and either we we go with the song or we 
Um, yeah, yeah, we, we, we scratch like, rabbit. But I think it like it depends a lot on the day too because there was like those couple weeks that you were coming up with like everything that we were doing. There was that couple like the couple weeks Anton was coming up with everything that we were doing, yeah. and like Michael, he wrote half of the EP that we did. So yeah. I, it, I think it's just dependent on like our styles at that point and like whatever whoever's like bringing something to the table that we can all agree on. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's... I mean, I don't know if you've said that already, but we all play guitar and she plays piano, so we could all write like simple at least simple stuff on guitar yeah it helps that uh a lot of these people are multi-instrumentalists in a way you know you know i mean i wouldn't say i'm much of one like i just try <laughs> playing I mean, each one video. Still play piano and stuff, I guess. <laughs> but um no yeah it's good that each member it his has a as a general idea of like not only the instrument that they're most comfortable with but like other kinds of instruments so like if they feel that they have an idea for a certain instrument either in their realm or not even something that they're really used to they could like give it out and like you know it'll you know we'll, we'll work with it so, someone it. else someone else who's more experienced with that instrument could like take it and like make it work for them so i feel like that's another good point yeah that, that's a good thing that happens during the songwriting process yeah i find that a lot of local bands especially the good ones that each member kind of is a, a piece of their own puzzle. Woman put together, it creates something larger and bigger and, and better. And those are my favorite types of artists to listen to, honestly. 100%. Yeah. Going into more of the roles, who, who handles like the business aspects? Like, like I don't want to say like the boring parts, but the, the ones that are like, this is the venue, this is the date, this is what we got to do, we got to bring this, that kind of has a check. The, the two, the two uh, seri very serious members who like, uh, like know what they're talking about, uh, it would be Antoine and like Daphne, because I, I, I could. I you guys aren't know. social media people, you guys. No, yeah, yeah. You guys don't use me, social media at all. Me and Tyler aren't much social media people, but uh, Antoine and Daphne look no other way around it. And like, I mean, in terms of like decisions about business stuff, like we all we all talk about it, but yeah. like in terms of booking and stuff, they usually get the DMs, they handle the Instagram. So they, they tell us when we're going to be somewhere. Yeah, but it's all conversed. Yeah, beforehand. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, just like come in one day and like, hey. They do the talking shit. Yeah. We all do the walking. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty boring stuff over off of like, I don't know, we just take care of it. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. But with connecting with other bands, I think Antoine does that the best. Like, he'll be the ones to, like, DM other bands, and he'll be the ones to, like, talk to them. He's the one that I think is primarily responsible for making connections in social media. Yeah, and you take care of, like, the posts and stuff. Yeah, I do the posts, and then in person, Michael and Tyler and Antoine definitely do, like, all, like, the heavy lifting of, like, talking to other people, because I... And physically. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. be physical. You gotta, you gotta, like, not just be a two-dimensional fucking hey i play guitar hey I do yeah no, yeah but you guys make the connections like physically like at the shows and stuff like that like you guys are going to be the ones like that talk to everybody and i'm kind of just like in my in yeah. person in person for sure it's them too most of the time like or sometimes i talk to people but mostly Tyler and Michael. yeah i stick with like mostly the drummers because <laughs> i don't really talk about guitars and stuff that much yeah like jumping topic uh-huh so uh, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but I'm, I really want to know, how did you guys come up with your name? That one was, uh, well, uh, um, so I suggested Two-Faced in the group chat, like just um, Two-Faced, like two faces. And then Antoine was like, oh, why don't we just do Dovisage like in French to make it sound cooler? And like, that's how it ended up happening. And it's ended up being a curse almost because nobody knows how to spell our name or like pronounce it. But at the same time, it's cool because, like, it's a weird name. It's fine. Uh, hey, once you remember it, you're going to remember it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, 
hey, you like, can I follow you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, just type in do How do you spell that? Uh, just give me the phone, man. Pretty much what happened. Yeah, it's so, Face was the only other option. You guys didn't brainstorm a little bit before you you landed on it. They, they had it before I got there. So yeah, I yeah. I was I wasn't. I mean, I weren't really uh, <laughs> there for the for the. Yeah, the first week was like a completely different setup, and then like like one person flakes, and then we brought in two more people. But like the original options, like what were you saying, like like? I have no idea. I don't remember. I know, like from. Rouge was one of them. Like I suggested oh, yeah. Rouge, yeah, which right. is just red and French. It's French, but, but it was yeah, just I mean, like a red, like so it's gonna be foreign. Yeah, pretentious. Or I suggested a uh, shadow play, but then he was like, "That's the name of a song. Like we're not gonna do that." And I'm like, "Yeah." All right. So. Continuing with the icebreakers, I had a band previously on, and it was really fun seeing the reactions when I asked this question. So I'm going to ask you guys, let's say, hypothetically, someone in the band accidentally murdered somebody. Who is going to be the first person you call to help you hide the body? And who's going to be the person to snitch on you the most? Who's to hide the body, to help me with the murder, at least on my end, I would choose Tyler right. to hide because he's he's ruthless dude like if he has to hide a body he'll do it yeah okay wait, wait, wait. Then, no, really, uh, you want to say who you would choose no i mean i can't pick myself so i picked michael probably because i've known him for so long but i don't know how good michael would be at hiding a body i don't think he'd be cool with it so uh, i think <laughs> i think honestly i'd probably be the one who like be torn between like helping and snitching because I don't want to fucking get caught. I, I respect my voice. I never like, I don't want to fucking get thrown out for fucking. I'm gonna fucking hide that, that body horribly. I'm gonna fucking pull out evidence. Uh -huh. um, if I had to pick someone who could fucking hide the body, probably Tyler too. Yeah. Um, I would pick Tyler because in high stress situations, he's always very rational and he'll know where to put it. And to snitch on me. Uh, I would, uh, oh, that's Antoine. I would probably snitch on her, but she would snitch on me if I feel. Yeah. Scary, so. <laughs> I would probably get like mad at Antoine one day in like one of our fights or whatever, and I'd be like, I'm fucking telling the cops. Like, screw yeah, you. you let it sit for a couple weeks yeah. before you so long. Yeah. yeah, she'd definitely be the one to snitch, and I'd snitch on whoever probably because, <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't want to get caught. I'm not killing anybody. Snitches. The girl eats you up, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not going to live with that. <laughs> but, um, going into something a little bit more serious uh here on the podcast we don't like touching on the pandemic or or saying the c word you know coronavirus but it was a big part of uh 2020 so i wanted to see how it affected you guys and your band uh, personally oh uh, yeah uh i mean it was kind of weird like the first like month they hit i mean like we were just like first two months i don't even think we hung out yeah, yeah. We, we know like well obviously we, like we didn't hang out like you know we're not supposed to at that point but um yeah it was just like i mean i i definitely like me personally i kind of like isolated myself for a while just like finding like a piece and like writing songs for myself at that point i don't know how everyone else handled it and i just stayed home i didn't do anything yeah it was kind of like a bummer it was a creative slump honestly i yeah. i broke up with my boyfriend and wrote a bunch of sad songs so that was it yeah i guess after we did start finally meeting up we we did we wrote the ep which wasn't about may like we started meeting up again in like may and then yeah. the ep took i don't remember how many months so that took a really yeah the ep took to around it. like six months and that's like with us meeting up every day and yeah. like trying to mix and master it and it came out 
with no prior it knowledge. It came out all right. We did it all by ourselves, and it came out all right. So that's the highlight of the of the 2020, I guess. Yeah. And there were some good jams, too. Like, mm-hmm. after that, yeah. there, there's been a lot of good jams that we, we've been trying to write stuff out of. It just hasn't come to fruition yet. But, yeah, they've all been there have been some ideas. solid jams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 2020 coronavirus C word was uh, <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. We we were able to pass through it. I, I would say this. definitely like we've gone back on our groove like 2021 yeah. though because 2020 <laughs> was a mess. Like, and I think it, was, like, it towards the end, I guess. I think the 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 C word helped us though because we had shows back to back, but we had songs that we were playing that like we didn't have time to record them. We I did I had lyrics that I was writing up on the spot like while performing, and yeah. like. Yeah, and it was a lot of covers too, and we had like shows back to back like that. And I feel like because of the pandemic, we actually got time to like write our own stuff and like be have like a set that's good that we can show to people. Also, we had three shows lined up for March, and then the pandemic hit like right before one of the shows, like the first show of the three it was lined really up. So far, we we're gonna play the Boombox for the first time, and then we had a show at a mansion that's all rented out, and then we we're gonna do a house show at Daphne's, and all. Yeah, on. I think yeah. that was gonna like help us get boosted on social that, media. That that was a that was a big bummer. Yeah, sure. that was that was the worst part of the pandemic, I guess. But but the upside, like that, said, we had time to like rethink everything and find yeah. sound more. Right. Reorganize, I guess. So. And I know it's kind of twisted to admit, like it's a little bit like guilty on the side when you say it, but you guys think you benefited like a little bit more when it came uh with the pandemic because you guys had so much free time to practice and rehearse yeah yeah, yeah we were together like every day especially like in the summertime like uh, nobody was like working like that so we were together i would say from like what 12 to like eight yeah. o'clock at yeah, night eight like o'clock, five days a week four days a week we most of us had graduated and then we still had some savings most of us so we had we had time yeah all, like, all three. and just like all three it was all of us in a garage eating taco bell <laughs> that was pretty much it too much just like talk about like four times five times a week i think somebody <laughs> throws in like a, a chord progression or a drum beat and we just build on that and, and, then, and then we get talk about yeah yeah and stuck in a rainy garage and making tents for the drums and yeah it was a, it was a fun experience and we definitely organized and we found our sound i guess if, to call it something i guess like we just we found, found something sound. to go with yeah exactly yeah. Like we have our genre i guess which i can't even name but at least we, know. <laughs> we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I saw earlier on you guys had like a little show in November, and then a couple of months down the line, you had one uh, more recently in, a- in April 25th. How was it? So after all that time to finally come back to the stage? Oh, wow. well, we had one show, like a, a private show in mm-hmm. our backyard, and that went pretty well. And then we had that show. The You're talking about. Poor yeah, yeah. The November one that you're talking about is that the one? I think that's the one in yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. The other one was uh, October thirty first, but that one was a complete mess. If you guys don't mind me saying it, yeah, we went all the way to Fort Lauderdale. It was super fun. Like the band was super. Cool. Oh, yeah, they were great and they were really cool. It was strange. Way they were amazing. They invited us, but it was kind of like a like nobody knows us in Fort Lauderdale. And for some so. reason, we were headlining. Like we yeah. were. Yeah, we that's were the thing. Time. They opened for us and. They're the band that was popular in the area, but it was cool. It was ex- it was an experience, but nobody like everybody left for our set. Yeah, but like, we did play good. I think it was one of our better sets that we had played. Like yeah. everybody was on top of their stuff. It, it just sucked that nobody was there to see it. Mm-hmm. But then we took that we took a little break just like to figure out what we wanted to do. Yeah. We were all kind of like bummed out from the show. 
So we took like a little break, like figured out what we wanted to do. And then like we wrote some songs and then we took one to the studio. And then after that is when we started like more with like thinking about coming back to like the state and stuff like that. Yeah. And that April 25th, uh, it was the 25th, right? 24th. 24th. April 24th uh, show. It was a great comeback in my opinion. Like we played pretty good mm -hmm. and a decent amount of people showed up. So I would say it was a success to come back. And I don't know, we're I guess we're getting back into it now because we have one this weekend uh may 8th so it's kind of getting us back into the playing like like kind of like every weekend type thing like instead yeah. of taking like months in between shows we're actually like consistently consistently yeah. playing live used to the stage and all that yeah for sure and like we're messing up less and less every time because yeah. we're getting yeah. fewer flops yeah then it's sure. better too because like we're also like we're getting like a lot of like social like uh, followers on social media and that's gonna like help us a lot when we release our new single so yeah. i think yeah so i think that's really good and, like we're, we're teasing it at the shows and stuff like that i don't, I don't know the, for me the shows are like i mean i i freaking uh it wasn't much of a change for me i always act like in my fucking room like i'm playing a show i was playing like <laughs> fucking screaming out and shit while i play guitar it's true michael always plays like he's on stage yeah in front of a thousand at least a thousand mm. yeah that sounds great that sounds it's awesome. a Gotta give it 110 percent exactly yeah, you i mean michael's michael's pretty like comfortable playing live and i i think i'm pretty comfortable too but yeah for sure michael's like the most pro playing live definitely it's crazy. Um, no, but then, yeah i just uh i just i've learned to uh really care less about um you know what i'm doing on stage and just play because you know it's obviously like it's always that once you've like quit um you know caring like then you have less pressure on you so like you're able to play more comfortably that's like the obvious thing but like you know it, it's also like nice because once I let go then I could like more, more interact a little more with like the people in the crowd I mean it, it, it's nice to you know be able to not only like go to share music but like also interact with the people who are there because they're there for a reason so you have to like show them like you know like hey like this is us like you know, yeah, we always show up early enough to talk to everyone who's like putting the show together and stuff and get a feel for what they're doing. And it's also interesting to get the their business side of things and how they set stuff up. Right. Because it's, yeah. it's all a dream for us to be able to do that kind of stuff too and do it more easily. And if we understand it better, then mm -hmm. yeah, more stuff done. Yeah, it's a huge learning experience. But talking to you guys right now, I get the sense that you guys prefer to perform more than to do the, the behind the scenes, like the songwriting and everything. A few yeah. guys can go to the stage. Am I right or? Can you repeat that? I feel like you guys enjoy being more on stage than doing the behind the scenes. Ah, oh, you'd be surprised actually. Oh, um, what do you guys think? No, I think I, I think I like being in the garage more because we come up with like way crazier stuff, and then when we get there live, it's like we 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 still do have fun. We rock out, but we we play it more to like the tea of like what we have to do. Like we play it like how it's supposed yeah. to be, how we had it planned. But in the garage, there's more like there's more things being bounced around. There's more like improvising and stuff. Yeah, and, like, and the fear you like crazy. You don't have the fear that you're gonna like fuck up in front of like a bunch of people too, you know? Yeah. Which is like also another thing that I think. Yeah. But not to shit on playing live. It's still a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. Oh yeah, a lot from them. We're getting more comfortable with it. But as we get more comfortable, it is getting more fun. At least in my opinion, yeah. like yeah. the less we mess up live, the more fun it gets because you actually feel like you're doing pretty good. But yeah, for sure, I think like jamming out in the garage is our favorite thing to do like just playing for fun without anybody listening yeah and then when we all like come up with like such like a good song like with the one that we are uh, we're releasing now like yeah. when michael michael 
Michael smiled during this talk. Like he just looked at Antoine and smiled. And like, that's how like we all felt like we did something right. Or at least I felt like I did something right. Yeah, sometimes I got goosebumps while playing. That's when I know I'm playing, like <laughs> we're, we're playing some good stuff. When I got goosebumps and like Michael and I are like staring at each other and it's like, it just flows naturally. Yeah. So yeah, the garage is definitely like our favorite spot. Until like it gets fucking hot as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until we start sweating too much. Yeah, then you gotta fucking retreat. But um, I, I mean, for me, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy uh, live shows and shit like that. Shit's good. Shit's good. And so is the garage. Both are different experiences, but both bring their positive and negatives. Yeah. So you have to choose between recording a, a solo song or an EP or performing live. What would you guys pick? Just I think this. Yeah. I think the song. I mean, it's so fun recording. Recording yeah. is a whole experience. Like too. we went to a studio recently, and it was just like a completely different experience, and it was just like amazing. Yeah. The to first like... time recording professionally, like we all like had a blast. We all wow, our songs could actually sound pretty good without us doing getting in the way and like making it sound like crap. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a relief to do it with a professional. So really knows recording he has microphones he knows where to put the microphones <laughs> to make it sound good he knows how to like mix everything but, and it's just like he brain he basically uh, it's great because like you have an idea and you present it in the garage and it already sounds good but to hear it like fully like fledged out into like something that's been kind of tweaked a bit to like help improve the song in certain aspects it's a whole nother thing in my opinion because like you know it's like Yuri took this great thing, but then like you amplify and it's like, wow, like, knows, this is what we could like they know how to make the idea like if you want to do this echo or like this, like with the voices and stuff, he knows how to do that. And like he knows how to make it sound good. You get in the car and you can hear it. It doesn't sound like it's it's like coming at you. Yeah, like, it's a, not flat like, a hole in the it becomes like a multi-dimensional song, not just like a flat yeah. little demo that we recorded. <laughs> yeah. And it's he, he like recording professionally is almost like developing a project like it's not just us doing all the work it's like working with other artists or in this case one other artist like yeah. an engineer and then he he gets what we say and makes it three-dimensional that's how i see it like three-dimensional like well, he yeah. puts layers even, to it. even like recording the garage and stuff just to do a single it's like you have an idea and it's good to just get it out there and finish it even if it's not going to be completely you know like how it says like 3d and like yeah. you can hear all the aspects because like you can burn through ideas like that and then you you find the thing that you really want to like you want you really want to take the time take to the studio or whatever for okay, sure so i completely understand personally i still got playing instruments and i go to music but when it comes to uh, videography uh i work with art other artists too and uh working with a, with a director who's also starting and coming up with ideas and sharing ideas it's an amazing feeling when you're able to plan something completely in your head and then them help you bring it to life exactly how you wanted it that's yeah. exactly what we're talking about like yeah working like, with see, other uh, like opinions and like points of views and stuff and like experience people, points of exactly people that have been doing it for like 30 years and it helps to learn from that so then you can apply that when you do uh, when you do stuff on your own or even just for what you're looking for in the next engineer you get or any of that you just you have more of an idea of how to get your sound yeah, and you just see it like they'll sometimes like give you like a different perspective and you're like, I had no idea like that would have sounded good or this would have been like a good idea to add into it, you know? So it's, it's just like different perspectives, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, like, like a funny thing I have in a studio, too, for that new song we're about to release. Um, uh, the guy, I forgot his name is Jonathan. Jonathan. I don't know, but I really want to like shout him out. But like, um, you know, I, I was recording my guitar part for the song. And, uh, you know, it was sounding like nice, but then like out of nowhere, 
And it's just kind of funny story. Uh, they're downstairs, like listening to me play, you know, for the recording. And out of nowhere, he like pulls out like his box of guitar pedals and he just like turns like a couple of crazy ones on. And I mean, like the people, uh, you know, band members, like everyone down there is like freaking out. They thought that like I broke the amp and I'm just up there playing and he's just like turning off pedals and messing with them. I'm just like, I'm not, I didn't break anything. Like this guy just, he thought it was pretty good and he did it. And it was, I mean, it it's an a, extra explosion. Yeah. And even that extra like, like it, i mean like you know the song was nice in itself but then like he he added he, he's like hey like how about like we add like some more beefiness like you know <laughs> you know like add like extra guitars like playing the riff and like we'll add these pedals to make it sound like a wall of sound just enveloping the entire uh last section of the song yeah, the mix is just like <sighs> yeah it took it to a completely different level and i think that was just like one of the great parts of recording is like if you get like an engineer, you know, cause not every engineer is going to be like that, you know, and it's with good respect. Like, you know, some engineers are like, we want to get what you think is good. Like we only want to capture your sound because that's the sound of the band, but others, you know, could do that, but they're also like want to throw in an idea because they feel like they understand the song and they want to like take help out. Over. They want to, they want to take it to like the next level. They want, they want to like throw out an idea that they feel like could help bring a song. And I was, all for it when he threw that idea down for the guitar and i mean everyone seemed to like it like certain ideas he was like i think at one point he even said like let's get uh tambourine in there which i, I didn't think it was going to be added or like um background vocals and the claps yeah. claps that, those were other things so i think recording uh can be a a bit of a stressful thing but like with the you know with, with the, the right tools and the right tools and like with the right people yeah right people it could definitely change it from like you know stressing to like you know having fun and like finally feeling like accomplished like i've made this we've made this thing and it sounds amazing to us let's finally show people like this is what we can offer yeah it's really felt like a big accomplishment like it, it felt like we finally did something yeah. on the next level slightly yeah, yeah. the first time we could actually show people how we sound like to us you know what yeah, i mean our heads in the garage with no bad equipment but like holding us back or like our own knowledge holding us back we, we just play he helped us out to get the product done and that's it well, so yeah that must have been great uh i wanted to talk about the show on the 24th april 24th a little bit so personally uh well like around that time it's funny because me and my friends were literally talking about how we miss shows how we want to go to a show so bad and a couple of days after your show, we've, well, I think the next day, actually, we found out that you had one and we were all pretty devastated because we would have been so down to go. Like I, I personally, I would have loved to go. I've been to that venue before. And if I'm correct, I believe it used to be an elementary school, right? They've used it for a lot of different things. I think right? it, it used to be like a house, but it's, it hasn't been a house for like 20 or 30 years. So I have no idea what they, it was before. Yeah. Before they what used it is. for a lot of things. I mean, like, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it was like a, like a yeah, ceremony when we, when we showed up yeah. for the uh the rehearsal there the guy was confused over there early because they were doing a peyote ceremony and they had this guy from columbia beating on a drum and a they, were, they were all singing they were all singing like songs that they knew oh yeah, that's in the circle and we thought we were gonna have to sing we started but they're like no no you're good and they, they just went around for hours and it was it was a cool experience yeah it was definitely a cool experience and it wasn't expected like we thought we were just gonna show up to play the rehearsal but then it was like a whole spiritual Awakening. Yeah, we ended up in a shaman circle. That sounds like 
one of the best things that can happen to you. I can't imagine that you sure. just are gonna go to a show and then boom, spirituality. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that venue was pretty cool. It's like it feels very homey, like family. Like everybody there is your family, so that mm -hmm. definitely helped out to make us play good, I guess. Right, right. And to help people visualize it uh, who haven't seen it, like uh, the way I explain it, it's like a fun house where every room is different and there's so many different colors like playing around with each other and my favorite spot is outside where there's just a, a line of toilets yes yes, yes. Uh, the toilet garden that's beautiful garden, yeah. 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 We love spot. like all the there was also like a, another part of the house where it was like a nightclub type thing with like neon like paints on the walls like graffiti and a DJ. It was a it was a freaking manic in there with like a deflated like um like sense of ego on one of its uh on one of its breasts and I was like interesting. So yeah, that spot is crazy. We hope to play there again someday. No, for sure. Uh, one of the other reasons I I felt like I was missing out. I wanted to go to your show so bad is because you did a cover to one of my personal favorite songs, uh, from the Scott Pilgrim movie. Class oh, yeah. oh yeah. I need to know who, who came up with the idea to do that cover. Uh, yeah, came up with the idea. Yeah. We, were all, we were all on board, I think. It was I, I've been I had been recommending it for so long yeah. and like this it, time it was, it was right. This yeah, time the, this right. time it was right and it and it did very well. The anniversary well. of the movies coming out, so it was right. And then it was one of the better songs that we played. Like we played that one really tight. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I get I get stuff from the videos, but um, I'm not sure if everyone in the band is familiar with Scott Program. I've definitely like I, I'm I'm in there, you know. Like I love that movie. Uh, how come you guys chose that song instead of the other other ones? Like the, uh, the I love that scene with MB Adams. I love that scene. Like I, I can't say anything and it, else. And, I... and it fits your style better. Than yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not really. I've only watched the movie like once. Uh, but uh, I mean, the song is good. The soundtrack to the movie, from what I've heard, it's pretty nice. But uh, I mean, it, it was definitely a little interesting because I, I always hear the song, but I never learned how to play it because, like, I don't know, I just I, I didn't really wasn't in my radar. And then like they brought it up, I was like, okay, I'll learn it. It seems pretty simple, and, and it was kind of simple, yeah. But uh, um, in terms of the other songs, I mean, like. I think it would have fit the style as much if we did the other songs um because uh, and because like the other songs i mean they're they're more in our realm but i feel like the singing style is a bit different to daphne's uh like say like if we were to do like the one that i think most people what's the one that's like that, 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 yeah 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 one of like one, one of those like more like the one where he's like more going, garagey sounding yeah that, that one would have been good but like the thing is like you know it's it it has a different kind of sound to it in terms of the vocals so i don't think it would have done as good as getting like shape just uh uh black sheep you know black sheep i think uh worked well and we were you know we didn't do exactly to the t of like what it sounds like but i feel like taking it to our own version made it easier for us to you know to play uh, live for sure. yeah, yeah. And you don't want to copy like a version like when you're like covering a song you don't want to copy it copy it because you're never going to live up to like the original yeah for sure so right. you want to make it your own 100 percent. yeah definitely i my favorite thing is listening uh older classic songs and then hearing other bands renditions of it like uh i saw i'm blanking on the name i think it was ethan something but i saw one artist get a cooler than me and then a, a metal version of it which i really oh, yeah. Damn. 
Halloween. Have you guys seen it? I recommend it. No, I gotta no. check that out. I feel like I might have seen it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it just came up in my YouTube recommendation, so. <laughs> it was but no, it's super cool like, when people like do like different renditions of the song and you're like, oh, I think I actually like this better than the original. Yeah, Can we watch uh-huh. a version of that song real quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool, especially when it's uh, like changed to a different genre. Like somebody gets a, like an indie song and then makes it like completely heavy and like heavy metal or something. I like that. Like it adds a whole, it makes it pretty much like a whole new different song. So I like that. I love that. I mean, like, I mean, most people, you know, when they do covers, they do it acoustically. That already takes a different level. Like to get like a whole, like really be committed to it is like, excuse me, like changing the genre. <coughs> that usually is like really crazy. Um, I love it when people do that. I think I, I think it's like really insane. Just like brings your own flavor to it. And sometimes, to me, even like a when people do their own version of covers, like it, I honestly end up loving the covers more than the original mm-hmm. songs. Like I think uh, there was like this. I think Tyler showed me like this cover of like a hundred Gex song. See what works? Like it was like a bunch of like it people like using a, like it was in a folk punk style. So like they're all playing like washboards and banjos, and they, they changed it in a completely. It, it sounded freaking crazy which i still love the original song but that one was just took it to another level. i was like damn this is really good i like it right well that goes into my next question i figured that daphne really enjoyed doing the cover of black sheep so i want to ask you guys if you could do a cover from any uh any song from a let's say a tv show movie or even uh you know from other bands what cover would you like to do oh dang uh Shoot, I mean, I've got millions in my head, um, but pick one. <laughs> in terms of TV show, I if you ever have you ever heard the uh, the intro to How I Met Your Mother? Oh yeah. No, I can't. I haven't actually. Well, Same if thing. you listen to the entire version, it's like the perfect song for me, in my opinion, of like early two thousands indie rock, and I would have loved to cover that song. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, but just a normal song. I mean, everything I cover, I'd probably cover probably something, you know, probably like an arcade fire song. Probably that'd be kind of hard. Yeah. For me, and everyone keeps recommending this one, and we just keep not. It always gets cut at like the last moment, and I hopefully next time we'll do it. Is the Malcolm in the Middle opening? Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one I was going to say. That's that's the one I was going to say. So same goes for me. I was going to say the Malcolm in the Middle theme song. So one day the intro song. Daphne, do you have? You want to add another one to the list? I'm trying to think, like from a movie um, or like a TV show. No, like nothing's coming to my head right now, which sucks. Anything oh. by the Talking Heads, I'd like to cover, but a lot of bands are doing the songs we want to oh, do, yeah. so we don't want to psycho killer. Yeah, like we don't want to like bite off of like other bands, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. So. We do have a segment uh, called Instagram Q&As, but before we jump on that, I want to ask my question first. I, I love asking questions like hypotheticals, if you guys haven't known by now, but yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be a, an animal-based one. So if you had to pick, who do you think would win in a fight, a lion or a tiger? One-on-one. Oh, um, on one. Liger. I would um, say... <laughs> I would say tiger for sure because yeah. tigers are like more agile. I think mm-hmm. and they could like climb trees. Well, I guess lions can too. But I don't know. I feel like tigers are bigger and they could they flat out look cooler. Yeah, they just look cooler. So <laughs> I'll call it the tiger. 
I'm a, right. I'm, I have to say lion. Lions are big. And if you heard that Mario Judas song, <laughs> he has, he, he explains, uh, he, he gives me a full reason to uh, uh, believe that a ti- uh, lion could defeat a tiger. Mm. Nah. Tiger. Tiger? I would say tiger. Um, you? Personally? Yeah. I mean, it's hard because you hear like lion, you think the king of the jungle, you know, the fearless animal. Yeah, it's a lion but I've, I've, I've seen a couple of videos and pictures, and I don't know what uh, tigers be doing, but they look built. Like, they got muscle. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun, man. Tigers just look sick, and I feel like they're bigger in person. Like, they're, like, longer and more <laughs> aggressive. You know, they, they just seem more agile. Like, I genuinely feel like a tiger could, like, just, like, like, one look and, like, grab a lion by the neck and just, yeah, exactly. like, end it all. Like, not even, like, a close fight. The fucking lion. I don't bitch slap that stupid tiger. A tiger will bitch slap a lion. Well, Mario Judah does have a point. I don't know. It, it depends on the... It depends where they're fighting, too. Like, if they're fighting in a forest, I think the tiger has an advantage. But if they're fighting in a savanna where the where the lion has an advantage, the lion would probably win. Because, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, let's say you're, you're, like, in a tour in one of the carts in the, in the savanna, and you uh, come across a lion. You wouldn't be scared as much. You'll be more interested in taking videos. But if you come across a tiger, then you'll be like, okay, like exactly, yeah. right here, we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta do something. I agree. I, I agree. I'd be way more scared of a tiger than a lion. Because the lion waits. The lion wasn't the lion's fucking. That's a line from a song. But the lion will like wait. The lion sleeps it, in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna sleep. Well, if it, if he's tempted, he stays he'll, sleeping. He, he'll stay sleeping until he no, uh, he's sleep. tempted to uh, attack and pounce. So. For all those tourists taking pictures, you know, watch yourself. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So right now we're gonna do our Instagram Q and A. First question comes from Killer Pizza two thousand two. Awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> who is your biggest inspiration? When Stefani, I grew up on her, or Brandon Flowers from The Killers grew up on him so one of those two for sure Uh um for me like regular person like not famous person probably my dad my dad got me into music at a young age like he would always play like pretty much the bands that i like now at a very young age he would play he got my first drum set when i was like seven on my seventh birthday actually so for sure my dad but famous band my fit like my most the one I would say would inspired me the most as a drummer is the Cranberries. I already said it at the beginning of the of the podcast. So yeah, probably the can- the Cranberries. You, for me, probably Bradley from Sublime. <laughs> I think to myself, what would Brad, what would Bradley do most of the time? But not not in terms of like sound because I, I feel like whenever I come up with stuff, it's always I, I don't stay on the same sound usually. So just him in terms of like he's inspirational in how he did things. So. Uh. I don't know for me it depends on the day but um it's generally stuck to like this guy will talia from carsey headrest yeah i guess he just like came from like small town like he did everything by himself on a mac i in the back of his car and it was just like he's just like my bigger inspiration for like just doing like diy like music and uh maybe and maybe uh even like added by voices too like that guy, robert paul robert paul, paul yeah he, he kind of yeah like for 40 years or hot not 40 years i'm like for like oh, it's more like 15 years yeah like like for a couple of years time. like the band was like 
like no one really cared for them they just kept putting out records no one listened and then eventually they got their break yeah yeah, pretty much and and they still sound great you know i could always turn on guy by voices song and just like rock out they're just awesome so either will toledo or paul or robert Robert paul all right awesome this next question comes from killer peaks once again and they beat me to the punch they ask anything you can tell us about any music in the words just just that new song that we recorded in the studio it sounds amazing we played it live at the last show and i mean it got a good reception so it's, it's coming soon yeah, yeah. I, I feel like people liked it and we're also going to play it again this saturday so it's definitely ready to come out like we're already you know it's already in the works like it's already posted and everything we're just waiting on the release all right after the may 8th show, uh, show do you guys have any shows lined up after that not at the moment Right. Well, hopefully that changes soon. I want to see more of you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm sorry if I mispronounced your username. This question comes from Emin Barra, I believe. And they ask, what's the favorite show you've played so far? Uh, last show. Yeah, for me, it's last show or one of the ones at Brett's house. Yeah. yeah. Brett, Brett, he's a singer from the Bicentennials and he also does bass. And trumpet. He's, he's he does crazy. everything. He's he, crazy. And he, he's always invited us out. He gave us our first show. And it's always good vibes in his backyard. And they always play amazing. Yeah. So, so either one of those, I think we could all agree. Yeah. Either one, like either the Brett's house shows or, or last show, the 24th. Mm-hmm. Right. One know, like, thing, I'm sorry. No, even like our first uh, show at a venue, it was Team Poets. It, like the, the sound wasn't up, right? Like the mics and stuff were right but all of our friends turned out and so that was an amazing oh yeah that was, like, that was everyone awesome. like everyone we knew from high school they all showed up so it was amazing yeah like our whole group of friends showed up it was it was nice and like the sound thing kind of was on us but yeah it, the sounds were just bad and we we were kind of like we played already it was just yeah bad, like, we weren't loose either way like we weren't playing like very loose like we were kind of nervous that was like anxious. our first like actually public like show yeah, yeah. and uh it was definitely nerve-wracking but uh i actually that would probably be one of my like top shows honestly it was i i enjoyed it just because like uh, the experience was just very comforting with all our friends being there oh the last time uh that would happen we don't have friends anymore like that so <laughs> it is what it is but it was definitely a good memory no for sure one of my favorite things about local shows is, is a sense of like community you know? Yeah, sure, I agree. Uh, this next question, pretty simple. Who would be your dream collab? Oh, that's a good question, dude. Mm. The Strokes. Uh, well, <laughs> for me, damn, dude. Um, the Strokes would be cool. We've always talked about this, like opening up for the Strokes would be crazy, but um, it's because all my favorite bands are already like apart like they're not a thing anymore i want to do some play with cardi i honestly can't think seriously who i'd want to collab with that's no disrespect i just don't know i just can't i can't think i mean locally i'd want to get brett to play trumpet for yeah, some yeah. Or yeah. He, he and eddie, eddie on the side eddie on the side that would be sick but yeah. you gotta see the bicentennials live they play yeah the bicentennials big shout out to them and brett specifically too for being probably the most important person outside of the band for the band yeah like he's always helped us out 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think for me, but I don't know, in terms of local band, probably Best and Hills. Love you, Brett. Um, in terms of like, uh, like big bands, probably uh, Guide by Voices. Mm. Just have like the sound I like. This next question is for each of you. What's your favorite album? Oh, throwing it down. Uh, one, like one, just favorite album. Yeah, if you had to pick one. Wow, that's. I mean, I'm pretty sure like everyone fucking drives that question. I got one. The unicorns who will cut our hair when we're gone. That's a good one. I love that one. But for me, I don't know. It'd probably be between the ska album I like. Uh, I'm a fucking major ska head. Um, a Carsey album, or uh, I'm just gonna say it right now. The one that really got me into like music entirely, and like my favorite, I guess, would be Twin Fantasy, the 2011 version by Carsey Headrest. That's like straight my favorite. It's what got me into music, like automatically. So it made me want to get back into guitar when I stopped playing for a while. And uh, it's just what inspires me even to this day. It's like, want to keep making music. For sure. Well, I'm going to say three because I can't pick one. Uh, either Speaking in Tongues by the Talking Heads, uh, Tragic Kingdom, No Doubt, or Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. The first one was good. I, I like Talking Heads. That's, That's why I said it first. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with a weird choice. And it's very basic at the moment because he's like blown up as of recently but Matt the Marvel 2 would be my favorite album of all time probably at least right now i don't know of all time but that's a good album yeah, yeah. i like it's the only album that i could think of that i love every single song on it so yeah Matt the Marvel 2 yeah you can always turn it on it's like exactly it's always a vibe right. so yeah no i already did mine oh you already did <laughs> yeah. the best types of songs are the ones you can listen to and never get sick of yeah exactly all right the time well, i could listen to that one. This last question comes from me, and I just want to ask, um, with you guys being in a band, spending a lot of time together, there's obviously a lot of inside jokes, a lot of things that you just get. You don't even have to say. So I want to ask, from the shows you've played, is there any particular funny memory or story that when you guys bring up always makes you smile or do you just enjoy talking about? Recently, at the last show, Daphne, she sang a line in the, in the new song, and it to those nose and her nose started bleeding like like gushing gushing like, blood pretty much on stage the song says nose and as she said that her nose started bleeding which yeah is crazy. but i kind of like jinxed myself though because like the line is like oh i want to change my nose or something like that and like yeah, i think yeah i think like it got back at me or something like that that's but inside jokes, i mean <laughs> as an inside joke because that, that's like a funny thing that happened but inside joke do we really have like an inside Bing! joke like that Oh, ding! Yeah. Not, I mean, how do I explain that? Nothing. You can't explain it in a way that nobody's going to like. Go nice yeah. <laughs> it's just Antoine throws fake punches and goes, ding! Oh, yeah. I just throw fake punches whenever I'm, like, frustrated or something. And I'm mad, especially at Daphne. Like, it's mostly at Daphne. <laughs> I do, like, a fake punch in, in the air, and I'm like, ding! Like, that's how it's going to sound, because it's, like, hitting metal. So, it's stupid. I can't think of a single one. Side joke. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a... Random. ripped oh yeah yeah we don't talk about that <laughs> no the the bleeding nose thing was pretty cool though i can imagine oh, the people must have thought that yo this band goes hard these people yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, either that or that we do coke yeah 
which we don't, by the way, disclaimer, we don't do coke. Yeah. Never have. That's not even in our thoughts. I mean, that's interesting, though, because, like, what happened when you started bleeding? Did you stop? Um, you so bleeding? I get allergies, like, just, like, seasonal or whatever, like, and my nose will start bleeding. So I genuinely, like, I think I went too hard and, like, I pushed a little too hard and, like, it just started coming out. Right. Like, that's, like, Did literally you... like, the best way, like, I could describe it. What I think it is is, like, when you get nervous, your blood pressure obviously goes up because you're nervous. And I think that's what, like, causes the little blood vessels to pop. Yeah. But, yeah, we definitely didn't stop because of that. We, the show must go on. Yeah, and, like, for third, like for 30 seconds to a minute, I did not have a napkin, so I'm just, like, wiping blood off my face. Like, I felt like I carry out the prom. <laughs> that's awesome. Did anyone take a picture of that? Or like, yes. No, we didn't get any good photos of it. I have one picture on my phone, but... I guess it'll be posted soon on the account. Honestly, uh, that sounds great. That that like just imagining it that that could sound that looks like a a single. Like it could be like in the cover of an album or something. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, the picture is kind of like you could barely tell, but you could definitely see the blood. But you see a little red booger there sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Michael called her out and said she's got a bloody booger. Everybody oh, say ew. <laughs> I think I was really tired at that moment from like playing Caribbean. It was really hot. So it was just like, I realized that she had been bleeding. So I just straight up said, like, I just got on the mic and I was just like, everybody, she has a bloody red booger. Everyone said, ew, ew, Daphne, you have a red booger, ew. I was bullied. And she was bullied. And uh, I will admit, I was, it was, I was a bad friend at that point for bullying her. Yeah. But, only in a show can that happen. That's where the best memories are made. That's why live is fun still. Yeah. Shit happens that you're not really expecting, and that's what makes the experience. So, yeah, I hope people enjoyed the bleeding everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that day sounds crazy. You you show up to rehearse, and then, boom, there's a whole ritual tribe going on. Later, later during the night, the lead singer gets a nosebleed mid. Well, it was actually two different days, though. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because okay. the, the peyote thing was like on a Monday and then the show was on a Saturday. But either way, like that place, like something crazy always happens. Yeah, they bless the, they bless the area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just have a good show, I guess. I don't know. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on, taking time out of your day. It was really fun talking to you guys. And uh, this episode comes out next Thursday. To give you an exact date, give me one second. I believe it comes out on the 11th. No, it comes out on the 13th. So by the time this episode's out, you guys were already performed your your show on the 8th, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just a heads up. Me, I'm, me and my friends are definitely gonna go, so we get to meet in person. Hopefully, we. Oh yeah, that, that would be so fun. Yeah. yeah, we get to to see all a bunch of action in person. I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. You'll catch a nosebleed too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'd be very happy to see you and your friend. I appreciate it. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you guys want to promote? Any any other accounts that you guys want to bring up? Um, uh, just follow the Bicentennials on Instagram and keep an eye out for our new single. Yeah, we're going to be posting about that soon. Around yeah. the beginning of June. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, I, don't know, I don't have a fucking band thing to shout out or like a person to shout out. <laughs> Well, so, you guys yeah. are here. Yeah, thank Make you so up. much. This is great. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us, man, and asking us questions and wanting to know about us and stuff. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course, of course. You guys seem awesome and genuine. And like I said, I can't wait for the show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. And that's a wrap.
Stay safe, everybody. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.